find yourself struggling to balance it all? Between your 31 team, your customers, the family, the pets, the kids, sports, how can you keep it all running without running yourself ragged? Well, today's guest, Executive Director Becky Murdoch, has some surprising advice. Don't even try. You'll love what she has to say about how to manage life's complexities and her hard-earned insights on leadership just might change how you approach your own team. Hint, it's not about giving them all the answers. Well, listen in to our chat about all things leadership, giving back, and hunting down the perfect chai as you get to know this down-to-earth 31 leader who was recently honored with 31's prestigious Heart of Her Award. Get ready to take on your big goals and find joy in the small moments. As a 31 consultant or leader, you're a successful entrepreneur who touches lives in meaningful ways, but you've also got a lot on your plate. With all that you do, you deserve a few minutes each week to fill your cup. Welcome to the CER Podcast, named after 31's mission to celebrate, encourage, and reward. This podcast is exclusively for you, our 31 potential leaders and leaders. Consider this your weekly power-up, packed with quick, high-impact takeaways, specific steps to boost your business, simplify your life, and spread joy. It's my privilege to be your host and biggest cheerleader, Cindy Monroe. All right. Hi, Becky. I was so excited to have you as my first guest. Thank you for having me. It's an honor, truly an honor to be here. Well, I am super excited about the CER podcast, and we're just going to jump right in if that's okay. So I first would love for everyone to hear about your 31 story. When did you join? What initially led you to want to become a consultant? Yeah, so um, it starts August 2014, and we had just started fostering my daughter, um, and we were getting my son, who was three at the time trying to get him potty trained. And so I reached out to a friend uh, that I had from a previous work. And I just said, Hey, I'm like doing this mom of two thing. I've got a kid in diapers and one in pull-ups. I've got sippy cups and bottles and my current diaper bag isn't working. Um, And so she recommended a bag. I, she gave me a link. I went right on, did not personalize, didn't do anything, you know, seven to 10 business days later, this bag shows up. I took everything out of the bag, put it in my zip top organizing utility tote, completely fell in love and messaged her. And I was like, every single mother on the planet needs this bag. Like it is absolutely incredible. And she like was like, yeah, I know. And then she asked me, well, what would you think about, you know, selling these bags? And I, I, I've asked for her forgiveness many, many times because I laughed at her and I said, I don't have time for anything like that. Like I've got two kids, I'm volunteering at church, I'm working part-time, I'm doing all these things. Um, And she was ever so patient and just kind of kept 
showing me what 31 could do um, and answering my billion, billion questions. Uh, And then at one point I was like, okay, I think I'm going to try this thinking I would be done in six months because I really just kind of wanted guilt-free trips to Target and Venti Starbucks. Like I was like, so if I can do this for six months and then, you know, kind of do that, we'll be good. Um, And little did I know what that kit was going to have in store for me all these years later. I love it. Oh my goodness. So fun. Okay. So from Venti Starbucks to now, our why can change over time. (laughs) So what would you say your why is now for your 31 business? Yeah. So I think the theme of it all, and I, I would assume most consultants feel the same way is the ability to say yes. Right. So I remember very early on, um, a sum, cause I used to be a teacher and so summer budgets were always super dicey. And so my kids in the middle of the summer asked for ice cream and normally I would have to say no. Uh, but because it was a 31 payday, I was able to say yes. And so I was able to take him to ice cream. Um, and so those that ability to say yes, I think has increased over time because yes, it's the ice cream or it's the let's order pizza on Friday night because I can't cook another meal um, and I'm exhausted or it's the, okay, we're gonna surprise them with a trip here. Um, but then I think it also increases as the ability to say yes to the things that are important to me and to be able to say no thank you to the things that aren't. So whether that's creating my own schedule so I can be in charge of, so I can be there for kids' school pickup, whether that is my family needs me or I wanna be present at this event during school or volunteer for this um, or help fund you know, this cause that's, that's near and dear to my heart. Um, the ability to say yes, I think, through the journey has gotten bigger. Um, but like the, the, the theme is just the same still. Like, I just want to be able to say yes to the things that are important to me and that matter to me and to say no to the things that don't serve me. So good. And you have continued to say yes to your 31 journey by stepping into leadership, Mm -hmm. which I'm assuming has allowed you to say yes to even more of those opportunities. And including growing or helping inspire others or building out your business. So maybe just share a little bit about your leadership journey. When did you first become a leader? What did you look forward to the most? Yeah, so I I think I accidentally promoted to senior consultant. Um, I did the post on social media that I was a 31 consultant and I was so excited. And I had a friend, like a friend of a friend who was like, Hey, I think I want to sign up. Can I sign up under you? And I was like, uh, but again, I, I like to say yes and then figure things out later. So I was like, sure. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. We'll, we'll not know what we're doing together. Right. Yeah. And then the, the team members did not happen that way after that. So, um, but I started realizing, I think because I could say yes to those things, kind of going back to that previous question, what this opportunity could do for people and what this bad gig could do for people and just give people a little peace of mind, a little extra breathing room. And then like, who wouldn't want to share that? And so as I kind of came from this place of like, I want people to like, kind of have a little bit of peace that maybe they didn't have before and 31 can and has the opportunity to do that. 
it just became something like, I, I need to share this with people. Like I'm, I'm doing a disservice if I don't. Um, and so then when that happened and people started kind of catching that vision and being excited about that, I think that's when leadership, you know, kind of naturally progressed. And now I love it because, um, it's kind of a twofold thing. I love being able to celebrate with those team members, like the first time they get um, Jumpstart, the first time they get their first team member or, you know, and it helps me remember the excitement I had when that was like, when I had that celebration as well. Um, But then also from a company standpoint, like I love leadership in terms of, you know, the ability that the company does support into us. So having those leader webinars, having the ability to, you know, speak to home office and to really kind of help shape, um, you know, upcoming things that are happening, the ability to serve on things like leadership circle and presidential advisory council, gives care council, all those things. Like those are, those are some of the perks that I love also. Yes. And I think that that just kind of feeds your entrepreneurial spirit and your business mindset. And so I do think that leadership um, is very rewarding. And if you've not ever been in that position or that role of leading others, it is so rewarding intrinsically and extrinsically. And Mm -hmm. so you touched on both of those. So what are some of your 31 superpowers? Um, You know, what comes easy to you or some topics that you tend to, you know, live out or teach to your team? Yeah, I have like, and you and I are very similar in this, right? We're like the numbers people. I love numbers. I love data. I love trying to put together what is it that the numbers are showing us? Um, what is it that they're teaching us in terms of trends, in terms of future projections? Um, I love all things social media. So trying out different things on social media and figuring out what works. Um, Cause I think even in the last few years, we've seen this lightning progression of how people sell on social now. And so trying to keep up with that, I love being able to learn. I think that's my, like the teacher in me, like I love learning things to then be able to teach it to people. Um, and I, I think at the end of the day, my goal with new team members and and my leaders is not necessarily to teach them how to do what I do, but to teach them how to think about their business in a way that best serves them. Um, And so sometimes that means that their business looks different than mine does. um, And they choose to run their business in a different way. And like, I need to be okay with that. Sometimes it's harder, (laughs) but being okay with the fact that, hey, if they are an independent consultant, they are not Becky's consultant. They are not running Becky's business. They're running their business in the way that best serves them. Um, but using kind of those, I get you said superpowers of like numbers and data to help them understand the business in a way that helps them fulfill whatever it is, whatever goal it is they have. Yeah. Well, and you and I have been in this business long enough to know that there are so many superpowers that can make you successful. So some people use their superpowers of being able to organize or, you know, put colors together and they have that Mm -hmm. creative eye. And that is not me. (laughs) Like I am not the purse lady. I'm not the one changing my purse every day, or I'm not the one out there um, do it, having certain, you know, funnies. I'm not the funny person, but like you said, I do love data. And I do think that there's different superpowers that can make anyone Mm -hmm. successful in this business. Mm -hmm. So speaking about numbers and data, um, 
any tips that you would have for someone um, maybe on our 31 dashboard or even a leader on how to manage their business or to support their team? What are what's some of the top data or reports that you use? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the overarching idea that I have when I approach numbers is that numbers paint a picture, but they don't yes. tell the full story, right? So it's like when I was teaching and I would see a student do really well on a quiz and they would get an A and A and A and A and all of a sudden they would have like a D or an F. And it's like, well, that paints a picture, but it's not the full, like not the full story of it. So if I see something like that and I love using the new consultant report because that's who I'm in touch with, you know, consistently. Um, so having those, you know, jumpstart dates and kind of being able to help um, them get their free products. And then I'm really in that back office, that virtual office, like downline report, the current downline. And I love looking back, you know, it's like that little three bar one to see what people have done month after month. And if I see some sort of like, they were here, they were here, they were here. And then all of a sudden it was a dip. That's telling me there's something going on, right? The numbers are giving me the cue of like, okay, there's something going on outside of business, right? Maybe there's a family situation. Maybe there was a natural disaster because we've had that happen to consultants in the past. And so the numbers like inform me, but hopefully I'm leading as a person and it's like, okay, I noticed this. Can you tell me more about what's going, like what's going on, right? I think they also paint a picture of what's going on right now. But I think sometimes, and as a leader, we I think we see this with consultants all the time where they have one bad month or a couple bad months. And so that paints the picture for them that they are terrible at business, that they're not good at anything, that nobody wants to buy from them, right? All of these allness statements that we hear um, that I sometimes tell myself also, but being able to go back to their you know personal volume and be like, well, in March, Earlier this year in March, you had this like incredible sales month. You had this many parties. So what what did you do in March that you can translate to later on in this month? Helping to remind them of where they've had success. Right. Sometimes that the numbers help with that because I think our memory can get so short as soon as yeah. we have any sort of hiccup that it's like, okay, numbers can help me to remind them of that. I even love giving like lifetime numbers, like even Mm. helping them realize their lifetime sales or what they've made in commission over lifetime. Um, And there's a leader report that I feel like there's so many reports that people don't always realize we have, but there's one that has like the green check marks on if you're leaders underneath mm-hmm. you have like hit their volume or hit their picas. And like, I just, I do think we have some really great reports in the back mm-hmm. office. So I know you love those and use those a lot. Yeah. And that high performing non-leader one, like yes. I'm in that month after month. Um, and I, I print it out and I send it as happy mail of like, look what you've done. Because again, oh. people need to be reminded, like, look at, I know you don't think, you would be a good leader or you don't feel confident in your ability to promote to director, but guess what? Like home office sees you. I see you. And like, I just want you to in black and white, here's what you've done and what you've accomplished. And then if you have a larger team, it really helps you to focus on these are the people that home office has identified that I should spend a little bit of extra time with. Yeah, for sure. 
Yes, I think there's definitely some good ones in there. Okay, so we've had a chance. We stay connect or we connect pretty frequently or whatnot. But even before this um, time together today, you shared that um, you've kind of shifted a little bit from providing answers to your team Mm -hmm. to maybe coaching them. Mm -hmm. So how would you describe, because I had to go through something very similar years ago, but how for you would you describe the difference and what could leaders do to start embracing how to coach more effectively? Yeah. Um, well, hopefully people learn the lesson faster than I do <laughs> because it took me just until the Amen. last right 18 months. Um, so I used to think of myself as the one who needed to provide all the answers for people, um, who always needed to be available, who um, if a team member would ask me a question, I would have to respond to them right away, or I wasn't being a good leader. I wasn't being a good upline. Um, What I realized is that I was painting a picture of leadership being very difficult. Um, of leadership being something where you have to be on 24-7 and you have to always be responding. And who that that's not a good picture to paint, right? Um, so the primary difference that I look like that I look as a difference between an upline and a coach, and to to be fair, there's space and there is room for both of those. I'm not saying we shouldn't be an upline, I'm not saying we should only be a coach. There's there's spaces for both of those. Um, but when I was Behaving in the role of just an upline, I was painting myself as the person to be the solution for people, to be the place where people go, to be the answers, um, to be the problem solver. But as a coach, my job is to help my team members see what the solution is, not provide the answers for them, but to help them understand where they can go for the answers, right? Um, I'm not giving them the answers all the time. And sometimes when you're an up, it's easy to be an upline. It's difficult to be a coach. Being a coach takes a lot more work, right? It's kind of like parenting. Like I could tie my kids shoes for them, but I don't want to have to do that when they're going off to college, right? So I have to allow them room to grapple with some of that, um, like to grapple with finding those answers. And so my team, they make fun of me for this relentlessly because they'll ask me a question and I will respond with a question and they're like, I knew you would do that. (laughs) And I'm like, this, this is the coach mentality is I know that they know, or I know that it's in there. They just have to get it out themselves. And then it's more meaningful when they come to that realization versus then when I just tell them that, right? And upline is focused on how to do this, how to run a party, how to run reports, how to host as coach, how to post a perfect graphic with verbiage and, you know, Canva details and all of this. But in the role of a coach, we're focused on why. Why is it important to party? Why is it important to host as coach? Why is it important to plant these seeds, right? And, you know, an upline is giving out the news that's oftentimes on TOT anyway, right? So if I'm pointing them in the direction of TOT, but I'm covering that as a coach with like, okay, here's why that's important. And here's how it's going to benefit your business. Here's the vision and helping them catch onto the vision. Then it becomes that they're self-motivating, right? They're, um, 
they're intrinsic, like you were talking about intrinsic and mm-hmm. they're intrinsically motivating themselves. And then they're not contacting me for every little thing because yeah. they've learned how to find the answers. They've learned to trust themselves enough to go and find the answers. Yeah. Well, and I think that we have to remind ourselves that it's not to give you um, time away from them, but it's to make it more purposeful. So Mm -hmm. like you brought up the kids. So I decided Scott and I wanted to raise independent children. And so I did not make their lunches for them, or I did not, you know, stay on them about brushing their teeth or tying their shoes or laying their clothes out for them and things like that. Because the time that I was going to invest in them, I wanted it to be quality time. And so Mm -hmm. that meant that we were going to sit down and watch something together, or we were going to go on walks, we were going to go outside and play. So I think that it's almost that same idea of spending that quality time with your team Mm -hmm. members versus just that doing, doing and telling, telling. And I do think that it creates the quality relationship and experience for your Mm -hmm. team. So I absolutely love that. So let's switch gears to a (laughs) fun topic that you were just recognized for. Um, Giving back has been a huge part of um, your 31 journey, and it is a huge part of our mission here at 31. And so I am so thrilled that you are this year's Heart of Her winner and recipient. So congratulations again. Thank you. And I would just love for you to share with us like some of the causes that you are passionate about and maybe Mm -hmm. some of the meaningful experiences that you've had giving back through your 31 journey. Yeah. So the two that stand out to me the most are um, World Vision and then this local organization called Warrior for Children. So World Vision, even before 31, I had partnered up with them with, you know, sponsoring a child um, and then using my 31 income. Like now Gabe has um, a child that he sponsors or we sponsor on his behalf. Ari has a child that we sponsor on her behalf. Um, And then I would run uh, the LA marathon, not every year, but pretty, pretty consistently to help, um, fund clean water projects there. And then I would use every November, my entire November, uh, paycheck or one of my, one of my November paychecks would go towards like giving, I think it's giving Thursday, giving, but it, the giving one, <laughs> um, and they would, we would pick, uh, items out of the catalog, out of like the Christmas catalog mm-hmm. to give to families. So whether it was a goat or a cow or, you know, funding business with microloans, um, the kids would be involved with doing that. Um, so that was kind of like a global awareness that I wanted to make sure that we had. And then locally, um, the foster and adoptive community is near and dear to our heart because that's how we expanded our family with our daughter. And so um, there is an organization here that I have known about since the beginning um, called Warrior for Children. And they really kind of help cut through the red tape of, of things with providing resources for uh, foster families, um, as well as like mental health resources. So they just did like a day camp, a football camp where kids in the foster community could come and they had this entire football clinic put on for free. Um, so usually those are things you have to pay for, but that's not necessarily in the budget for, you know, a foster, a foster family. 
So the things that we've done with 31, um, we've done that. I think this will be the third year, the third or fourth year that we'll do our Halloween boo bags. So we give, um, get our customers. It's a team wide effort. We have our customers sponsor, uh, trick or treating bags, and then we put them together and we go as a team and we put them all together and then they give us a little tour of the facility. So it's really fun to be able to do that. We've done backpack drives. Um, I worked when I was on the council last year, we had, uh, some inventory that we were able to donate to, uh, the organization. I think it was like five or 6,000 pieces, um, of 31 products that we were able to give little caddies that they were giving to tween girls, um, you know, for, uh, you know, their, <laughs> their things. Um, we would give uh, soft utility totes and large utility totes as like birthday bags because they, every child who comes through, they fill out a little birthday request form and then Warrior for Children is one that, um, one that fills it. I love that. So I, and I love that you got your team involved. So any other tips as far as getting your team involved or helping promote or share how to use 31 for giving back? Yeah. So I started with warrior for children or I, you know, started connecting with them because it was a cause that was personal to me and it was something I was very passionate about. So I think because of that, um, I had a little more fuel and a little more passion within me to like make it a success. So it doesn't need to be a grandiose, thing. I think that's sometimes what people think about. Right. And I say this as one of, I think what one of seven people who have earned this award. Right. Um, but I started with like giving 10 double duty caddies to this organization and not a single team member did it because I just wanted to try it for myself. Right. And then I grew and I learned from there and then I grew and I learned from there. So, I think being willing just to find a cause that you're passionate about and then find out what their needs are. So oftentimes it's not like, oh, here's how I can help them. It's like, what is it that you need? Right. And where does 31 fit with that? Where does my business fit with that? So finding, you know, what their needs are and how, you know, our businesses can work together, I think is really important. And then continuing to do that. So the third year that we did the boo bags, that was the first year that we actually met in person to do it. And so the first year, it was just kind of a quick drop off. The second year, it was a little bit bigger. The third year, it was a little bit bigger. So being willing for it to just kind of be small. I mean, you're, <laughs> you started the company in your basement and now look at it, like, right. right? So being willing to start small and then being committed to growing over time, I think is really important. Well, and I think even if there's someone on your team that has something they're passionate about, even mm. getting behind them, I don't think that everybody has to have their own, um, you know, cause or give back. And that's where I feel like that so many times we feel like we have to do it ourselves, but there are ways to show up and participate in other people's and to make it that organized kind of team effort. Mm -hmm. So, so good. All right. So speaking of team, um, you know, let's talk about team motivation as someone who has been a part of Circle of Honor and recognized for team volume. What would you say that leaders can do to really support their team? Well, I think kind of going back to the numbers, I think that's really important. Um, yeah. 
learning kind of what the trends are with a team to then understand where to best serve them. Um, And I think that's at the end of the day, it's we have to get to know our team and we have to get close enough to them to like get to know who they are as a person, that they're not just a number. They're not just a report. They're not just an ID number. Um, but like being willing, I, I heard another leader say this, like we have to be willing to get close enough to them to get a little hurt. Um, and, and we have to, that's, sometimes that's a price of leadership, right? And some it's a, it can be a heavy price to pay as I'm sure I know we've both experienced that. Um, but then the rewards are even sweeter because then we get to celebrate these incredible successes with them or um, these incredible personal, you know, relational joys with them. So um, I also think within the last, I think it was the last couple of years, having a team mission statement was really important. So focusing for myself, it helped to focus on exactly like where I wanted our team to go, what I wanted our team to be about. So that way other people could hop on board um, and we will be working towards that together. So do you want to share your mission? (laughs) I would love to. I'm intrigued. (laughs) And how has that helped you or your team to have a mission statement? Because I think a lot of people think companies have them. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that you treat your business like a business and you have that mission statement Mm -hmm. and that focus for yourself. But Mm -hmm. I would love to hear it. Yeah. So it's kind of like I tell my team, you know, there's, we have so many thousand consultants and we're all selling out of the same catalog, but we are the differentiator, right? We Mm -hmm. like the way that I, you know, provide value to my customers is going to be different than the way, you know, someone else is going to provide. I think that's the same, the same is true for leadership and everybody's going to lead their team differently. And so I want my team when they're talking about, you know, having people join 31, they're not just talking about the company, but they're talking about the community of our team, Team Limitless. So Our mission statement, it's right here. (laughs) So I say we celebrate and encourage one another because her success does not mean our failure. Uh, We believe there is room at the table of success for all who want a seat. And we better ourselves, our families, and our communities when we recognize our limitless potential. Um, And I think for me, what I want our team to be about is this idea that there's room for all of us right? That there's not, there's only a, you know, finite number of director positions available. There's only so many customers. And then, so it's like you're in competition. Like it's, this is a collaborative environment. And I think even sometimes as women, we have like that competitive nature for whatever reason. And so I wanted to be a community where we are celebrating one another, where we are her success is inspiration. It's not like, that wasn't me, right? Right. It wasn't that feeling of defeat. And I think because I created that mission statement, I did a couple of years ago through 31 training. It allowed me to really focus in on what are the things that are important to moving the needle forward? Because as a leader, And even as a consultant, there's so many ideas and so many bright and shiny things, so many new things, you know, try this and do this and here's this. And like, 
you know, it can be so distracting. But if I look at it through the lens of a mission statement or a goal, then it really helps to even out of like, okay, this is what's important and this is what's not. And then inviting other people along for that journey. And then knowing that like, this is who we're about. Like, this is the heart of who we are. This is the heart of how I lead. Um, And that encourages our other leaders to do the same. Well, and even going back to the beginning of our conversation, it helps you with your yeses and nos. It helps you Mm. with how to show up. It kind of gives you those guardrails. And um, it's also another way to measure success other than just the data. And if you are having a bad month or if your team's not hitting the numbers you were hoping for or you're missing this goal this month or the week or something, then you get to go back to that and you get to Mm. say, but are we doing this? And if we are, you know what, that's the bigger purpose here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so proud of you for having that. It's amazing. All right. So in addition to your amazing 31 business, your leadership hat, you also have this hat of being a wife and a mama. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your family and what you all love to do? Yeah. So, um, Joel is my husband. We've been married, I think, 17 years, which is crazy because we're only 25. Um, (laughs) And we have two kiddos. So my son, Gabriel, is 12. Uh, My daughter, Ariana, is nine. Um, We're hanging out here in Southern California. We have two dogs who my husband was very adamant, were never allowed on the bed. um, And that lasted about a week. Um, (laughs) And we love, I mean, you and I have this in common. We love Disney. So we love all things Disney. So we're fortunate to be near Disneyland. So um, we've been able to take the kids a few times. We've gone to Disney World. Uh, We went to Disney World in 2020, right before everything shut down on it was like the epic bucket list Disney World trip ever. Very excited to repeat that next year. Um, and I am always on the hunt for the perfect uh, dirty chai latte. So I am an adamant caffeine <laughs> consumer um, and I love chai. So if anyone has a great chai recipe or recommendation, please hit me up and let me know. Um, and I am unhealthily obsessed with Dodgers baseball, uh, 90s, 2000s pop trivia, and really corny movies. (laughs) Okay, you and Scott have that last part in common. (laughs) I cannot play any trivia with you, but um, you are so much fun to be around, and we may have been to a dance party or two, and I just love being around you because you just bring so much fun to everything you do. And I know even to your family. So it's just um, really great to be able to hang out with you and so much fun. All right. So a lot of people will say, and one of my number one questions that I get asked is with being that fun person that you are having this amazing family, how do you balance all that with your business? Um, the short answer is I don't, uh, I don't, um, I don't believe in balance. Uh, my team has heard me talk about this a few times, but I don't believe in balance. What I do believe in are priorities and then boundaries around those priorities. So maybe at the end, it kind of all balances out, but I look at it season by season of what is the priority right now? And then what are the boundaries 
and the things that I say yes and no to that will help facilitate that. So for the last like two or three years, um, the priority was family. And so creating boundaries around that of here's what I'm going to say yes to, here's what I'm going to say no to was very, very helpful. Now I'm in a season where I'm ramping up my business um, and I'm ready to kind of hit that next level of growth. And so um, the boundary is, um, we're not, the house isn't going to be as clean. And like you were saying, the kids are going to be making their own lunches. And, um, you know, Joel's going to be doing all the laundry um, <laughs> type. We're going to be eating out a little bit more. And yeah. I think it's important with that, that it's not like, here's what I expect you to do. Right. Um, I always call them a shareholder meeting. So it's like, it's a family business, right? As Joel said on the video, the Becky Murdoch support team. Uh, but we really looked at like, we'll sit down and say, okay, this next season, here's what it's going to look like. So as we're gearing up for the fall selling season, being very, very busy, um, you know, the conversations that we have with the kids are, okay, I'm going to be working a little bit more. What mm-hmm. does, you know, what are the things that are important for you to be a part of? What are the things that, you know, maybe aren't necessarily as important or, and here's where I wasn't available that I will be available once this season is over. But then also knowing that I have to be honest about that, that when that season is over, that I'm honoring that boundary. And so that way, and I think that's how we have, we don't have resentment about me being running my own business is because when I'm off, I say I'm off, right? Or when I say I'm off, I'm actually off that I'm not like, oh, I'm going to do this really quick. It's like, nope. (laughs) If there's a season for that, where I have to be a little bit into my, you know, then that's clearly communicated. So that way everybody knows what the expectations are. Well, and what I have found, and even during those seasons, and I love that you kind of chunked it out with these seasons and setting the expectations and the communication is so important. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. And you'll be going, you'll be, you'll find yourself in the middle of that season and things can get really heated up. And it's okay just to say, hey, can we check in on this? Like, I know that I, we kind of had to talk about it, but is it working? Is it, is there something I can mm-hmm. do different or better? Or, you know, do we need to shift things or can we get through until November or that, mm-hmm. that end time? It is okay to check in versus to point fingers and say, but we talked about this because so many times we just want to say, oh, we already had this conversation versus saying, let's check in. Because that communication mm-hmm. along the journey I have found is also helpful. Mm-hmm. I remember you said something, it was you and Scott doing, it was something at an impact or a conference And, um, Scott had said something like same team, right? Same team, same team. It's like, at the end of the day, we're not fighting. This is not my competition. We are on the same team. We have the same goal, the way that we're looking at it or the way that we're dividing it up maybe needs that extra communication. Like you were saying, but that like, I think it was several years ago and that still stuck with me. Like when I feel like I'm getting irritated or like, Oh, we talked about this. I'm like, same team. Same team. <laughs> I may remind myself of that today. So thank you. <laughs> Same team. Same team, thank Cindy. <laughs> all right. So where do you get your inspiration from? You're so inspiring to all of us. You're so willing to share. I know that, you know, 
we have our faith and like so much, but where do you go for your source of inspiration and what just keeps you going? Cause I know that every day is not perfect. Yeah. So, well, I'm a big fan of rest and I, we didn't talk about this in the pre-interview, but I am a professional um, nap taker. So that is a priority that I have is to really focus on rest because mm-hmm. I don't like to see rest as a reward. I like to work from a place of restfulness. And mm-hmm. so I know, and I feel like you and I've had this conversation where I can tell when I'm working on fumes mm-hmm. and I feel less just, I feel disingenuous. I feel less energetic versus like, okay, I'm just going to rest. And as a recovering perfectionist type a, like Enneagram three person, it's like the most difficult lesson to realize that like sometimes the most productive thing and the most like inspiring thing and motivating thing I can do for myself is to rest. Um, and not like, productively rest. Well, I'm going to rest while I'm running the dishwasher and while I'm doing the lunch. Nope. I'm just going to rest. Right. Um, so I think that's really important. I've also become very conscious of the things that I consume really on social media. Um, I am not unafraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to mute people. I'm not afraid to hide accounts that are not serving me well. Um, I'm not afraid to um, scroll past things where that are bringing out the ick in me mm-hmm. um, and to fill my feed or to fill my social media with things that um, motivate me, that make me laugh, um, that inspire me, um, that challenge me. And so I try not to like I keep the guardrails up that way. Um, and then I just love, you know, well, I love listening to different leaders kind of sharing their inspiration. You are a huge part of that. Your podcast is like one that just fills me when I'm like on walks. I'm like, okay, it's me and Cindy. (laughs) Um, we're chatting. Yeah. And then, yeah, my faith is, is a big part of it. Um, because at the end of the day, like I'm not working, 431. I'm not working for a paycheck. I'm not working for whatever cause I'm giving back to. Like I'm working for the Lord. And so I want to make sure that I'm working from that place of joyfulness and from that place of service and gratitude. Um, and so having that mindset of like, I'm working like I am, I want to be a good example. Um, and that means loving God and loving people. That means seeing people where they're at, um, acknowledging differences that we all have, and then encouraging people to be the best version of themselves. Like if at the end of the day that points people towards God, that's, that's a slam dunk. Well, and I think that it lets you off the hook a little bit. I'm focusing on the details of the hour or the day mm-hmm. or the emails or comments on social whenever you can find yourself in a bigger purpose and a bigger calling. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's also whenever you are pursuing that calling or that purpose of something bigger, people want to be a part of that. They don't want to just sign up with another company or sell another product. Mm -hmm. They want to follow and be a part of a team that has a bigger purpose. And we can see that in everything you touch through your business and your family. And so just thank you for sharing that and for being that um, 
that leader for all of us. So it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's so good. So I really appreciate it. And another reason why <laughs> you were an amazing recipient of the heart of hers, just because your heart is golden. So I love it. Well, any last minute thoughts you want to share? This has been fantastic. I know everybody has loved hearing all the tips and ideas, but anything last minute I didn't ask you about? Yeah, um, I don't think so. I mean, I think back going into conference, right? I We have talked about that impact. Um, being there in person is always something that fills me up. And I remember several years ago, it was a photographer. I think it was DeWitt, right? DeWitt Jones, it might've been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was talking about this. He was talking about photography. And what I love about impact is how you think you're going to learn about bags and you really learn about like yourself and how to be just kind of a better in all facets of life. But one of the things that he said, and this was several, several years ago, and it mm-hmm. stuck with me. I've got it on a post-it over there. Um, and I translated it as to, I I don't want to be the best in the company. Or he said, he said, I don't want to be the best in the room. I want to be the best for the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I translated that to as, I don't want to be the best in the company. I want to be the best for the company. And so it kind of reminds me of like, anybody can get what they want when you don't focus on who gets credit. Right. So if the company as a whole can be better and I can be an instrument of that, whether or not I get recognition for it, like that's, that's the kind of trajectory that I want to go off of. And so again, like, and that's kind of the the lens of which I go with. So when I, hang on, goodness gracious, we're going to cut this out. That's okay. This is why the third cup of coffee should have been. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. What was I saying? Oh. So I think that idea of being the best for the company, not the best in the company, that also allows me to say yes to the things that are important, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to say yes to, you know, being your first guest, which is just like so crazy. Thank you for that honor. Being able to say yes to training, you know, the field in certain pieces, but then also being able to say no to things that I don't feel are necessarily the best for the company. Um, Again, I think, you know, boundaries and priorities, really having that lens of like, what is going to serve the goals that I have and then staying laser focused on those. I think that's really helped the idea of avoiding burnout. Um, I know we've talked about that before, like being like being your own boss, right? Yeah. This idea of being a good boss, being a good boss of you, scheduling rests making goals, casting vision. Those are all things that a good boss does. And I wonder how often, if we are our own boss, how often are we doing those things? So good. Well, 31 is definitely better because we have Becky Murdoch as a leader and I, Cinnamon Rowe, and better because I have you as a friend. So thank you again for joining today and congrats again. And I'm just super excited for all of our listeners to hear this episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Well, that wraps up today's episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on a single episode. And make sure to take a quick second to leave us a five-star review. Thank you so much for listening to the CER Podcast, where you can come each week to soak up inspiration and discover ways to make your journey as a leader even more fulfilling. I'm so grateful we're all on this 31 journey together, helping others simplify life and spread joy. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week.